Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, everybody. Welcome into another Auburn Live show. Appreciate everybody for joining us. I'm Justin Hokinson from AuburnLive.com. With me is Zach Blackerby from Locked on Auburn. Zach, what's up, dude? Hey, man. Good morning. Waking up early to knock this one out. Yeah, yeah. I got work. It's 3.30 in the morning. People wouldn't, wouldn't understand what we do for you. Um, it's not really 3.30. I would never. I would never. I don't love you guys that much um, to do something. I think you do. I think you do. I think if that was the only option, I think you would do it. Debatable. Um, Understood. Let's uh, let's get into stuff. Before we do, Session Cocktails, sponsor of the show. Go check them out downtown Auburn next to Taco Mama, Magnolia Avenue. Great drinks, great atmosphere, bar seating and couch seating and lounge seating. Great cocktail bar, great happy hour from 4 to 6. Um, they make a great uh, old-fashioned. So go check them out, Session Cocktail in downtown Auburn. Um, all right, Zach. Let's... Do they put the orange peel in the old-fashioned? Yeah, yeah, they put the old-fashioned. And... It's a must. Yeah, it's good. I, I'm a Gold Rush guy. I'm kind of hooked on that right now. Got it. Um, bourbon, bourbon drink. It's just man, it's good stuff. Good. Um, nice. All nice. right, let's talk about uh, Peyton Thorne. Um, yeah. We spoke with Peyton Thorne for the first time um, since he arrived. Now, he's he's he was on the On Victory podcast, and I got lucky and had a chance to – you've spoken with him. Yeah, he was a lot on Auburn podcast as well. Yep. Yes, but so you spoke to him. But he's never done a he's never done a uh, he's never spoken to all the media at once, uh, which is what he did on Wednesday, um, sitting down and speaking to to all the media since his since he's been named starting quarterback and all that good stuff. Um, we have a Q and A up at AuburnLive.com uh, of, of pretty much everything he said. Just a lengthy Q and A that you can just kind of dive into and get to know him a little bit. Um, Man, I'll say, speaking with him, he's really impressive. Um, even 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 getting a chance to speak to him again in that setting, yeah. where you've got all the media around you, and for a 22 year old kid, even that's a lot. Um, I mean, he's just really impressive. Like we're just talking off the field intangibles. He checks every single box, man. I mean, he's so he's 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 just. He's thoughtful in his answers. Yeah. Um, I think his answers have good perspective. I think they're 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 mature answers. Um, you're not going to trick him. There's a couple times where there's some questions asked, and he's the kind of guy that'll stop and go, "What do you mean by that?" Or like, "Can you be more specific?" You know, he he doesn't just he doesn't just start to just run his mouth. Like he's like he he, he wants to think about the answer you gave. Um, they asked him about Michigan State, and he said, "You know." I, don't really want to get too much into Michigan State. I mean, that's that's this absolutely the smart way to go. Don't 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 go into why you left and things like that. They asked him about what Robbie Ashford's package might be, and his answer was, "I love it. I love this answer. Yeah, that's not up to me. That's up to coach. I'm I'm there to do my job, and whatever whatever Robbie's role is, I'm sure coach will figure that out. Um, just just answers like that it, that it, that I think show a bunch of maturity 
And I think he's probably the most even keel, um, calm quarterback since Stidham. I mean, for all Bo's positives, Bo was a roller coaster emotionally. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it, and it showed. Robbie's the same way. TJ's the same way. It's been a while since you've had a quarterback that you could look over and go good, bad, everything in between. He's going to be, he's going to be pretty calm and, and he's got leadership. Talk about that book of faces that he wanted to learn everybody's name. And I thought his perspective on that was, was on point. Talk about leadership, but more importantly, he's like, look, if I want to get to know everybody, I got to start with their name. It was such a funny, simple thing to say, but you're like, that's right, actually. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. You're going to start with their name. I mean, it's just such a simple thing the way he looked at it. But um, when you read through it, I'm sure you watched the video and, and stuff. What did you take away when you watch, when you watch him talk and you think about Peyton Thorne as Auburn's starting quarterback? I think it just kind of continued the trend of every time we either talk to him or see somebody talk to him or, or hear about, you know, talk to somebody with, with firsthand experience, interactions with Peyton Thorne. It's how intentional he is with regardless of what he's doing, he is locked into that. Whether it's talking to you, whether it's watching film, whether it's, you know, doing whatever drill he's doing on the practice field. I assume it's whenever he's at dinner, you know, he talks a lot about sitting down and eating with people. That's something that kind of comes up a lot with him. I would imagine he's not on his phone texting other people when he's sitting down talking to somebody. Like He's dialed in to the conversation, which is what you want out of a quarterback. I mean, it's what you want out of, like, anybody, right? Any kind of employee or any kind of, you know, somebody who has a role um, doing whatever it is. Like, you want somebody who's dialed in and focused. All the time. And, you know, it seems like Peyton's constantly focused on the task at hand. And I think I think that's what Hugh Freeze wants than a quarterback. I imagine that's what most head coaches want in a quarterback. And Peyton seems remarkably, remarkably consistent. He also seems remarkably aware, right? He knew that there was a quarterback battle that, you know, had, you know, Auburn fans feeling some way or another. And so when he was asked about that, he pointed out that it wasn't toxic. He pointed out that uh, he has a ton of respect for Robbie. Uh, I I loved that answer. And and I think he's just constantly thinking about everything, Hoke, like you said. Yeah, I I think I will say I did get a sense, like, I I think the kid's on point, um, and and, and I'm really impressed by him. I did – he, there was one thing about him that I wondered, and that was he was so poised in giving his answers that, but 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 his answer about the competition was interesting because he was like, you know, he talked about there being a quarterback competition, but he didn't really, he didn't go like above and beyond. I, I didn't think to, to be like, man, it was the battle was great, man. I just needed it. It was like, yeah, there was a battle, and. It, Here's the vibe I got. It was like, yeah, there was a battle. Totally respect Robbie, but I won. Well, like, doesn't that line up with, with how he – I think that lines up with how he's handled the Michigan State stuff. It's like the stuff in the past doesn't really matter to folks who were dialed in. Yeah, yeah. And the quarterback battles in the past, it's done. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that's what he, I took away from it. Yeah, being dialed in. And I sensed a little bit of – not a little bit, but, I mean, I mean, I think the dude's a competitor. I think the dude's like, hey – Nothing but respect for Robbie, da 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 da. But like, you know, now it's my job, and and my job is to go win is to go win football games. Um, 
I thought it was I thought he had some good comments when, when he was asked about, you know, now moving forward, is there pressure, you know, because Breeze talked about, hey, Rock Payton's going to have to play really well to keep the job, which is anybody pretty much, by the way. But um, I, I liked his comments when he was asked about that. He's like, I mean, I didn't get the job and just go, all right, I got the job. I can just chill now. Right. I can just relax now. He's like, of course I got to play well. But, I like again, I like this perspective. He goes, but I'm not going out there to play well to keep my job. I'm trying to win games. Like, that's that's the – I'm not thinking about I got to play well, oh, otherwise Robbie might take my job. He's like, I'm trying to win – me playing well means yeah. winning games. That has nothing to do with with uh, with trying to keep the job. It's all about winning winning football games. I like yeah, that. I mean, that, that's why you do all of this. Hoke, I was asked about that comment that Hugh Freeze made uh, on a radio hit that I was doing earlier this week. The The radio host asked me, you know, why do you think Hugh Freeze said that? Is this a thing where, you know, you know they may try Robbie Ashford uh, later in the season or something? I said, no. I mean, I think it's just kind of assumed. If you don't continue to play well, you lose your job. And that just doesn't go for the quarterback battle. It goes for any position group. If you don't play the best consistently – you're gonna, you know, you're gonna get dethroned, and somebody else is gonna take your job. That's just how it works, uh, in not just football, but in everything. And so, a lot of people made a big deal about Hugh Freeze's comments and the way he worded that. But I don't, I don't think that means anything, Hoke. I don't, I don't think it means anything other than like, yeah, Hugh Freeze is gonna play the best guy, and if Peyton Thorne's no longer the best guy, he's not gonna play him. Yeah. I'm with you on that. Uh, I think he's just he's you know I think Hugh Freeze has done a good job of trying to build Robbie up the last the last couple of times we've spoken to him, um, and he wants that competition to continue. Right. I mean, he wants he wants he wants Peyton to think you got to play well, and you know he didn't want anybody thinking that uh, just because they got named starter that yeah that that's how it's going to be for all 12 games. You got got to go out there and prove it. Um, yeah, I think he's instilled competition. Um, even up to this point, you know, we're not technically in fall camp anymore, but so I guess like preseason practice, what, what, whatever we want to call it. Um, but I, I think uh, I think you still see in competition at the quarterback position. I can't imagine that the guys in the running back room aren't competing for market share of carries. The wide receivers, holy cow, you got to feel like they're competing every single rep. The offensive line, they're still rotating guys in and out trying to find the best five. I mean, this coaching staff, has done a great job pushing people as we're less than two weeks, or I guess we're less than a week and a half away from Auburn's opener against UMass. These battles are still happening, which is a good thing. This is a roster that needed to get better, both with the personnel and the individual. They all needed to get better, and I think this coaching staff is doing just that. Um, yeah, I was going to say, you, you brought that up. Who would you say on this team is – Surefire, like like starter, very small chance they're not starting virtually every game. You'd say Nehemiah probably, DJ, Jalen Simpson, um, Marcus Harris. Yeah, I'd put, I'd put Jason Jones in that conversation too, just based off of the way we've heard from other things in the defensive line room. Gunnar Britton and Dylan Wade will start somewhere. Avery Jones will start. Yeah. Rivaldo Fairweather will start every game when he's healthy. Jarquez Peyton. Hunter, I believe, will start every game that he's healthy. That might be it. Yeah. 
So, I mean, yeah, so it's, I don't even know if we named, I mean, I don't even know if we named 11 guys, but, um, I mean, so that's, that's a lot of competition. Um, hey, well, let, may I ask you a question, Hoke? No, no, it's not allowed. I'm going to ask it anyway. I'm going to ask it anyway. What, uh, we woke up at 3.30 in the morning to do this. I'm going to ask a question. The, um, the timing of Auburn giving us Peyton Thorne, does it mean anything? Um, what do you mean? Well, I mean, we've been wanting to have media availability with Thorne since he's been here, and, and they yeah. finally gave it, to, uh, gave it to us. We have not received media time from any other quarterback up to this point. Do you think that means anything? I hadn't thought about it. I mean, I, 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 I sort of figured we were going to get Peyton after, you know, after he was named starter last, you know, last week. I figured, you know, we knew the other day we were going to get players this week. And sure. so we kind of were talking like, okay, we'll probably get Peyton. they got to give us Peyton. they got to give us the starting quarterback. He hadn't talked to us at all. Um, and so, I mean, I'm, I guess I'm not surprised by it. I, I didn't read too much into it. Okay. I mean, I, I, I wasn't surprised that we didn't talk to any quarterbacks. I figured that was going to be the case until somebody was named starter or somebody won the job. I think they they needed to trot Peyton out there. He did a fantastic job. So what what, what do you think? Uh, I think it means more if we don't get Robbie in the next few weeks. I think I'd read into it a little bit more then because we all still think Robbie's going to have a part of this offense. You know, or are they going to let Robbie talk to media at some point? I, I think that's I think that's an interesting thing to look forward to. Yeah, that's 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 true. I, I mean, what's wild is I remember I remember the days when we used to get. Um, I meant back in. Uh, I think it was was it eleven? Was it two thousand eleven? Um, when Barrett won the job, and uh, over Clint Mosley, and. Right. We got Barrett Trotter out there. He won the job. They trot Barrett Trotter out there. They trot Barrett Trotter. And then nice. they bring in Clint Mosley. And and I don't know if people that followed it closely back then, they bring in Clint Mosley, man, and he's at the podium crying, doing this interview, like tearing up, talking about losing the job. That's and, brutal. Uh, I well, still remember it vividly. I mean, you could probably go back search search maybe YouTube videos, but – uh yeah, so I remember the days when they brought him back at the quarterback, and he's like in tears, like, and it was a, you know, it was a, it was a, you know, real human moment. A lot of people had a lot of respect for Clint for going out there and talking, and yeah, he wanted the, he wanted the job. He it cared, he cared a lot, but it was just a, and then now it's like, can we please get the starter? <laughs> like, can we? Yeah, you know, we're dang sure not getting the backup. It doesn't sound like so. It's just I don't know. Times have changed, but I still remember that. That 2011 yeah. quarterback race of getting getting both those guys and just how much it means to them and and look with Robbie as emotional as he is and as much as he wanted that job probably best not to talk to him for a minute maybe probably, yeah he maybe get some get get settled back into sort of what his role is going to be I think yeah but I do think Robbie's going to have a bigger role than some of the other guys that we've talked to um, yeah. you know especially like some of the receivers that we've had the chance to talk to like I think Robbie's going to have a bigger role in the offense than them. I, I don't remember that 2011 story. I do remember when Jarrett Stidham beat out Sean White for the job, and they gave us Jarrett, and then, like, right after they gave us Sean White, and Sean White was, like, 
yeah, you guys have a job to do, and, and I'm here to, to help you guys uh, with that and do the right thing. And, you know, gave praise to Auburn and, and, and Jarrett Stidham and all that. I'm like, that was really cool. That was a really cool moment um, being in there for that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think we'll get Robbie eventually. I, I think he's too important to this team not to. Yeah, and then, of course, the most – really probably the most famous one was, was Cody Burns um, losing that job in 2009 to Chris Todd. and then. Cody getting up in front of the whole team and saying, hey, that's the quarterback. I want to do my job, whatever that is, um, you know, and that's the big moment because Cody Burns is, had, was a highly rated kid, um, high, highly rated prospect. Um, and, and it was – there was some there was some elements of that quarterback race that were – um, you know, well, let's just say it was it was there was some there was some talk on the team of a black white issue between Chris Todd and, and Cody Burns. I mean, there was a little bit of that going on on the team where they thought some guys on the team thought Cody should get the chance, and there was some of that stuff that could have bubbled up and. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Cody standing up there and giving the speech he did which I think they put on video and ended up ended up being put out like somewhere. People, it got put on one of their, I don't know, one of their camp videos that Auburn produced or something like that. So you you saw it, but it was a it was a big moment. It was a big moment for Cody to stand up there and be like, "Listen, that's the deal. That's the decision. I'm a, I'm a team player. Where I'm going to support him. He's the guy." Um, it was it was an important moment. That's probably the the, the the biggest one I remember. And how these things can go which is why you hear Hugh Freeze talk about um, if if Robbie handles things well, and, and it's so important that he does. It's so important um, that that whoever loses that job or any backup handles things well and turns around and says, all right, you're the guy. I'm going to do everything I can, but I'm going to support you. Because, man, somebody, especially at that quarterback position, if you don't handle it the right way, you can really do damage. You can really do damage if you if you don't support Peyton Thorne and play your role. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And I mean, these kids now are in such a bigger spotlight than the guys who played, you know, in 08, 09, 2010, you know, uh, just with, with social media and then just overall coverage. I mean, now even Auburn itself with, with the War Eagle Plus that they're going to be rolling. I mean, there's just content everywhere and there's cameras everywhere and there's everybody's got a bigger opinion now because of social media and it's um they're under a lot of pressure. I I respect the the heck out of them for for the way that they handle it. And there's a lot more on the line. A lot more on the line to them. I mean, losing a job now, especially at quarterback, is a lot bigger deal because you're you're now you're thinking nil deals. 
and and exposed. Yeah, and, and am I going to have to move? Money. Am I going to have to go to another school now to to play? Yeah. I mean, yeah. what if you're Robbie and you're sitting over there going, "I've got three NIL deals lined up," and then when you don't win the job, they fall through. And you're, I mean, that's what that's where we're at now. And these kids are thinking, if I don't, if I'm not the starter, who wants me to advertise for the company, company or whatever? Yeah, right. Um, one of the things Peyton was asked was, do you, you know, was talking about staying for one or two years, um, which is something we asked him. I don't, I don't know if you asked him that on the podcast, and he kind of gave the same answer, which was, you know, I, I'm not thinking about that. My only goal is to play as well as I can this year and put myself in position to have a decision which is such a good way to look at it. Like I want to put myself in a position where at the end of the year I've got a decision to make, which means I probably played well and the team probably did well um, and, and we won games and things like that. What do you think about the prospects of, um, of him staying one or two years? I'll say if he does stay two years, it is just a perfect setup to the start of Hugh Freeze's tenure, assuming – yeah. Peyton's the guy we think he's going to be, assuming he he, he produces. But if he's if he does, what a perfect start potentially for Freeze's tenure to have Peyton Thorne right off the bat, a leader come in, and that's your quarterback for the first two years, and you can just immediately build on that. But what do you think about the prospects of him leaving after just one year versus staying? Yeah, it's a weird balance, right? You want you want your quarterback to be good enough that the NFL wants him, right? That's certainly one aspect of it, but as far as the timing of the future of the quarterback position for Auburn, you kind of need him to stay for two years because whether the guy after Peyton, I mean, I guess, I guess if you say one year, it probably helps Robbie's chances, right. To, to be the starter after Peyton, if he were to leave, but yeah. if he stays for two years and you think either Hank Brown or, I think most people would say Walker White's the next guy. Like, you don't want to start either of them as either a redshirt freshman or a true freshman. So if you give them another year in the system and they're redshirt sophomores or redshirt freshmen, then all of a sudden I think you feel a little bit more comfortable going to a Hank Brown or a Walker White instead of having to potentially go to the portal again, depending on what Robbie does. So it's definitely – I don't think there's any question it's better for Auburn if he stays for two years. Yeah, and I think that's just going to be be a big offseason. I think I think Robbie's going to be sitting there, and, and depending on what Peyton does, Robbie will do. I, I can't imagine Robbie, the, the competitor he is, if he's on schedule to graduate next spring or even summer. If Peyton decides I'm coming back, I I, I have to think there's going to be a high likelihood, likelihood that Robbie looks very, very hard at, at entering the portal. I, I, I think Holden Gurner's in the same boat, too, yeah. by the way. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think both those guys. I want them all to stay, and I want to make that very clear. I, I want them all at Auburn. I think the quarterback room would continue to be dynamic and deep if that were the case. But I just, in today's version of college football, yeah, I don't think you're going to see those three solid quarterbacks all stay in the same quarterback room right now. Yeah, no way, no way. Um, we'll have to see how it plays out. Yeah. Um, um what else did Peyton say that was interesting? He was asked um, a lot about leadership. Yeah, a lot and, about le- Yeah, go ahead. I mean, I, and I, I just don't know, like, I get that it's important. I don't think it's really, like, that interesting to talk <laughs> about. But I care more about the perspective. Like, I'm, I, the way I think, I like why people think the way they do versus sure. what they do. I, 
I, when people are like asked, I like to know like, hey, what, 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 why do you say that, or why do you do that, or I want to know the mindset of of somebody. And so I, yeah, I think leadership is to me, it's more about like, well, why do you think I, I leadership that. is important? And, yeah. and you know, and um, like for instance, he was asked, um, is there pressure coming in as a transfer? Like, how do you kind of fit in? Mm-hmm. And I thought his answer again was so good. He's like, look, you know, my my job was to come in and be who I am. I can't. I don't. I didn't need to try to feel pressure to come in as a transfer, as the guy that maybe people are looking at to be the man and yeah. be any different. Because as soon as I'm different, especially on a football team, those guys will point that out and they'll see right through it. Mm-hmm. He's like, I, I, I can't. I needed to just be me. If I'm not, they'll tell in a heartbeat. If I'm trying to be fake, or if I'm trying to put on a show or a facade or anything like that. And so I just like stuff like that. I'm like, that's that just to me, it's just such a good way to look at it. Like be you, you can't be anything other than that. Um, yeah. And he highlighted, you know, it's a different part of the country, the different conference. Like there's a lot of different things that impact the culture, right. Of going from a Michigan state to, to an Auburn. There's a lot of things that, that impact that for sure. And uh, props to him for, for seeing that. One thing I thought was interesting, Hoke, is when he came on the Locked on Auburn podcast, I asked him about Hugh Freeze and Philip Montgomery's offense, and I'm like, the term RPO is thrown out a ton. And he's like, yeah, a lot of people think everything's an RPO, and it's not. And he's like, we're going to run some RPO, but, like, most of it's not. I'm like, okay. I thought that was insightful. But then when he was asked about RPOs yesterday, he talked about, like, how much RPO they're actually doing. So I thought that was uh, I thought that was interesting because I asked a similar question, you know, a few months ago, and it's um, – they asked it yesterday, and the answers changed. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I can. See, I guess I could see what he meant. I mean, there's there's sometimes you're going to be watching Auburn, and you're not necessarily going to be able, like you. It could look like an RPO, but it could have been a pre-designed play. Well, people uh, said it under Gus, like everything yeah. was like a read option. It's like no, it wasn't. Not, yeah. not everything's a read option. But compared to but compared to Michigan State, um, yeah, a lot more RPO, a lot more RPO, which I think he's more he's more built towards. Here, even 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 something he said, going back to how much of a competitor I think he is, um, he was asked about, hey, at, at Michigan State, he was asked, you, you seem to be a better quarterback when the when there's been a dominant run game, um, which is kind of like – I mean, not every quarterback ever? Yeah, I mean, generally that's how it works. Um, but, you know, his – Like you're better that, when you have better wide receivers to throw to. Is that is that yeah. weird? Like, yeah, it was what? that 11-win team when they had now Walker. Um, Kenneth. Kenneth Walker. Um, but his answer to that even, I can just sense like a little bit of, as is, is, is impressive as he is, I can sense a little bit of, I can sense that competitiveness, I'll say. Because the way he answered, he's like, well, you know, I think we can run the football. But he was like, he's like, you know, he's like, look, a lot of things go into that. Like there's – Offensive line play, there's receivers. Like depending on how much you run the ball. Like if if you're talking about a, a game, a season where where Michigan State ran the ball a lot, he's like, well, there's a lot of things that go into that. And then he's kind of like, but yeah, if you want to be straight about it, my two years, my stats were better when, when we ran the ball. But you can look at that a lot of different ways. I'm just focused on executing our offense. But it was the one time he gave an answer that I thought he was annoyed. That I thought he was like, it was almost like he took it like. So you think I'm just kind of like a good game manager, and then if we don't have a good run game, I can't go win the football game? Mm. That's that's the vibe I got from him. Interesting. 
when he was answering that, just a little bit of like, I can go win a game if, if, if we don't have to run the ball. Yeah, uh, and then he was asked, how good's, our, how good's Auburn's running back room? Yeah, it's terrible. These guys, these guys are, I mean, these guys are a joke. Yeah. What did I get myself into? Goodness gracious. Uh, um, but, but no, I, I'm impressed with Peyton through and through. Um, and, and the more, the more I think Auburn fans will see him, uh, cause I assume he'll talk a lot in post game pressers and things like that. I, I think the more they're going to really, really like him. Um, let's talk about this before we get out of here. And that's some of these ESPN, FBI, FPI football power index projections have started. Oh to come my out. gosh. Bowl projections. I know, right? Um, football bowl projections came out. ESPN had two writers, Mark Schleyball, who's been been doing this for a while, and somebody else I didn't recognize his name. Schleyball thinks Auburn's going five and seven, and I think he said one and seven in the SEC. Oh my god! Um, and then what's, the other writer, Andy. Yeah, I guess the other writer has Auburn in the Birmingham Bowl against UAB, which, by the way, I I just will go on record. I don't think Auburn will ever play UAB in the Birmingham Bowl. Like if if that even got close. I have to think Auburn would go, no, you're not putting UAB against us in the Birmingham Bowl. The SEC would probably even step in and go, That's you're not doing that to Auburn. That is a complete no-win no situation, by the way, just as an off. There's just I don't see any way Auburn's like, sure, we'll play UAB in their own home stadium in Birmingham in a bowl game. I mean, that is just. Also a slap a, in the face to UAB, I would think, too. Like, I don't think UAB would want that either. Yeah. I, I don't so, think that's the end for either either one. But but this, despite that, that seems to be about where everybody outside of Auburn puts Auburn. Five and seven, maybe more more like six and six, maybe seven and five. That yeah. sort of seems to be where. But Auburn fans in the Auburn bubble expectations are higher. It's like six and six, worst case scenario, and and, and I would say the majority are thinking, why can't we win eight games? Yeah. And I'm, I'm curious how that's going to play out because I, I just I see it, you see it. Expectations are absolutely higher among Auburn fans than they are outside. I don't know if that's a new coach, new quarterback. You're you're, you're just getting hyped up in general as fans well, do. Well, but Hoke, isn't it always that way? I mean, we did this last year too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think Auburn felt better about – Okay, you know what? Harson's going to turn this thing around. Like 365 days ago, that's what we were talking about. Yeah. Boy, were we wrong! But that was the narrative within the Auburn bubble. Is you know what? You know, the offense seems to be better. You know, the the passing game seems to be figured out. Whatever. You know, and uh, obviously that wasn't the case. But I don't think this is unusual. Uh, I did think Hugh Freeze would get more credit nationally than yeah. than he's getting. That's fair. And it's funny, I mean, you know, I spent the whole week in Nashville for media days, and I was talking to all these other folks, and everybody said, like, watch out for Auburn this year. You guys are going to be sneaky this year, yada, yada, yada. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with that. And then nobody, like, voted them above, like, fifth in the SEC West. So it's like, what do you – do you believe that, or are you just being safe? Like, what 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 are you trying to achieve saying that Auburn's going to be sneaky, but you're voting the finish only above Mississippi State? In the SEC West, like, what are you trying to to do here? Uh, the five and seven thing is really interesting because, let's say worst case, you go three and one in your non-conference. Let's say you lose at Cal. I just don't see a world where Auburn gets swept by the Mississippi schools at home, and I don't see how you lose 
in Nashville against Vanderbilt. And it's like, I feel like that's the worst case scenario. And it just seems like with all these other teams in the SEC, people are willing to give the benefit of the doubt to all these teams and coaches and schools that they've been doing for the last several years that have never really achieved that. They're giving Arkansas the benefit of the doubt, which I think their roster is worse than it has been in the last few years. They're giving the benefit of the doubt to Shane Beamer and Spencer Rattler in South Carolina for no reason whatsoever because they're good at social media and he's really likable. I get it. I like it. Whatever. Kentucky, it's the same song and dance because they play in the East. And it's like, okay, yeah, that's fine. Whatever. LSU, I get the love. But, you know, Mississippi State's been given more props than I thought they would. Ole Miss is significantly worse as a roster, I think, this year than they were a year ago. They're older, but I don't think they're necessarily better. And it's just odd. All these teams and schools and coaches that are consistently given the benefit of the doubt. And then Hugh Freeze comes in, who's won everywhere he's been, and they're like, nope, it's not going to work. I think that's an interesting point about the about Freeze. Maybe, maybe it's just time away from the SEC. I think most of it this year, these projections, most of it just comes down to quarterback. I mean, it's the same reason Alabama is is being ranked fifth, which by their standards, you're like, oh, my gosh, you know, you're ranked fifth. Um, but they're not ranked one or two because people aren't sure about the quarterback position. Yeah. People are picking LSU to win the division because of Jaden Daniels, and they don't know what Alabama's going to do at quarterback. And that's that's where everybody's – so when you look at Auburn, you're going, I don't know who their quarterback is. and And so because of that – even Mississippi State, you know what you got in Will Rogers. Um, and so I think that's where a lot of that's coming into play. I do think five and seven, I just I, I don't I don't see it. But I will say like some of these predictions that are that are happening. And then you go back and you listen to how Hugh Freeze has talked about the team at times. A lot of I mean he he's there's a, if you go back and look at spring fall, everything he said, there's a lot of questions. Like there's a lot of I don't knows. There's a lot of I'm uncomfortable with the roster. A lot of, like, I don't know where our mentality's at. Shoot, even after the second scrimmage, I mean, pay attention to what he's saying. Didn't like the energy level. Uh, Too much complaining on the field. It's not happening on the sidelines. We need to grow up. I mean, there's still some of that stuff that you hear that you're like, that's not great. Like, talent, develop, scheme, that stuff will come. That sounds like stuff that it's going to take time to weed out uh, and build your culture and that could impact wins and losses this year. Um, and then you go back to, uh, I know they had a scholarship donor function about a week ago, and Hugh Freeze spoke. And I know some people that were there and said that Freeze was kind of hedging his bets a little bit almost in how he was talking about the season. It was like, hey, you know, we're, we're going to do our best, and we got some good players, and, you know, we're working hard, but it could be a bumpy road. Now, that could be politics by Freeze, just play it down to the scholarship donors, right? Those are people that are given money and that matter. Play it down a little bit. Like, don't go out there and be like, we're going to go 10 and 2. You know, just say well, we got and, and, he, and he's always done that. I mean, he yeah. talks about, you know, his first year at Ole Miss. He's like, I don't know if we're going to win a game in the SEC. And then they went on to win to win several. I mean, that's, that's yeah. pretty normal for him to do. Well, that's and that's what I'm getting used to. I'm getting used to kind of how he speaks and what to expect Yeah. Um, and, and where that's where that's going to be. I think I just think Auburn fans probably need to take a half a step backwards and and just sort of take this team for what it is, which is a bunch of question marks still even right now in a really good SEC with a lot of good quarterbacks and a good 
in a good division that you're playing in this year and a schedule that might be one of the toughest in the country. I saw Kelly Ford on Twitter, who does a good job of uh, schedule uh, rankings, as Auburn's the tough, the second hardest schedule in the country. An average, an average team wins. I think it was an average top 25 team. I think wins like eight games against the schedule. Um, so it, it gets, it's tough. I mean, outside of those non-conferences in Vanderbilt, I mean, everything's going to be tough. So I just, I think eight wins is doable too. I, I really do. But I, you know, I, it shouldn't be the ex. I think Auburn fans have let eight wins, but. I, it feels like they've let that become the expectation over the last few weeks or months. Yeah, it shouldn't so be. It shouldn't be the expectation. I think I think seven and five is should be the expectation. I think six and six, they could go five and seven. I don't think they do, but eight and four should not be what you're thinking will happen. I think that's I think that should be a little bit of a surprise. So don't don't let your expectations creep creep up and go. If we don't go eight and four, all of a sudden you're disappointed. What's more likely, Hoke, eight and four or five and seven? I'd lean eight and four. Five and seven is a disaster. I mean, that's like everything goes goes against you. I mean, that's pretty much you you trot out there and you you know you, like you said you win. I guess you're four in Vanderbilt. They're better than that. They're okay. What, what what's more likely, eight and four or six and six? Um. Ooh, that's that's a that's a tough one. I, you're gonna quit asking me on the show if I keep asking questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because you're thinking four, you beat Vanderbilt. That's five. You beat him. You beat. I'd still lean eight and four because that still means you're losing to one one of Mississippi State or Ole Miss at home, and then you're just losing everything else. And I think they're right. gonna surprise some people. So I still think eight. I would still lean closer to eight and four than six and six happening. Because I think. But, but seven to five is that sweet spot, spot for you. I think seven to five is the sweet spot. Yeah. Um, but that A&M is going to be big. Um, but those Mississippis, there's really three. Those two Mississippi games are, are, are must-wins. If you want to get to where you want to be, you have to win those. You don't have to win A&M. You could come back from that, but you got to win the Mississippis. you got to beat Vanderbilt, and you got to beat one of A&M or Arkansas. you you got to beat one of them. Mm-hmm. So whether it's A&M or Arkansas, you got to win one of those, win your non-conference, take care of business at home against the Mississippis, and then it sets you sets you up for – Go upset somebody. Go upset somebody, and and and, and you're going to have a great year one. Right. But you got to win those foundational games. But um, it'll be it'll be interesting to follow. Um, all right, let's get out of here, dude. All right, this was fun. Let's wake up at three thirty more often. I'm down. What are, what are you about to do? You about to go to the BMW, man? I'm jealous. Uh, yep. Going going to uh, the PGA Tour Championship. Gonna go uh, over to Atlanta. It's going to feel like the surface of the sun, but it should be fun. Uh, I'm going with my mother, and my mother loves Ricky Fowler, so we'll probably walk with him for a few holes, follow him around. So that'll be uh, that'll be fun. Nice. You got your Puma? Uh, no. No, I'm, I'm rocking the Peter Millar today. Should be good, man. Should be an awesome atmosphere. Today. That'll be that'll – be, uh... That'll be fun to watch. Yeah, right. This is, this is our third or fourth year in a row going, so uh, it, I'm, I'm excited. Yep. Were you there when Tiger won? Like was it? Oh, remember he, so. he busted out in that amazing scene with all those people flooding behind him, and he won in Atlanta. Yeah, that was incredible. No, I was not. I watched it on TV, but oh god, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, quick shout out to the sponsor, Session Cocktail Downtown Auburn. Go check them out right there on Magnolia Avenue by Taco Mama. Uh, happy hour four to six. Great drinks, great environment. Not a stand up bar. You always have a place to sit 
hang out, chill, have a good drink. So go check them out. Session Cocktail in downtown Auburn. For, uh, for Zach, I'm Justin. We'll catch everybody next time. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.